At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. NC State basketball got the win in the final moments against Notre Dame last night. And this one, sometimes you just got to throw your hands up and say, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Literally a last-second win. Uh, well, uh, as uh, <laughs> Dennis, go ahead and tell them your favorite stat of, out of this game. That NC State led for a total of .6 seconds. Point Still six one. Seconds. Just the cur- the very, very perfect point six seconds. Mm-hmm. If you you could only choose point six seconds, you would choose the final point six seconds. But it gets crazier the more you look at it. Um with sixteen minutes and five seconds to go in the first period, Notre Dame was up nine to four. That's when ESPN's win probability shifted to Notre Dame's side. So they were predicted to win by ESPN's win probability. Um, NC State did not become favored again until 0.6 seconds left in the game. It got down as far as 94.9% favor Mm. for Notre Dame, and NC State won that basketball game. Now, here's where it gets, again, like, I I don't pretend to to know everything, and I darn sure didn't see this one playing out this way. Uh, On Pack Therapy Podcast, available everywhere, go ahead and check it out, I said on the podcast that we recorded yesterday morning that one of the things NC State needed to do was find their roles. What's this role going to be? What's that role going to be? And I said DJ Burns is their best one-on-one bucket getter. I still think that's true. Last night obviously proved that. But I added this caveat, which I wish I did not add. If it did come down to a buzzer beater at the end of a game, you're probably not going to look to DJ Burns simply because you look to a perimeter player in that that instance most of the time, right? Post the moves, the 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 footwork and everything, sometimes it's not conducive to clock winding down, right? You have to wait for your defense to make a move, then you reach, I teach. It's It's all reaction down there. It's more of a dance. The perimeter players can, you know, cross over, dribble, hezzy, pull up, and and – you know that, that that's an old school Kevin Durant joke. Uh, you can create your own timeline of things. So of course, after saying DJ Burns is not the guy they would go to when they absolutely need a buzzer beater, that night they absolutely needed a buzzer beater, and they drew up a play for DJ Burns in the post. Yeah. So credit to him, credit to Coach Keats, credit to everybody for feeling it out, and most importantly, credit to DJ Burns. Easily the most impressive part of of what DJ Burns did at the end of that game was knowing there was enough time for the pump fake and the up and under. That takes a wild amount of poise. It's the clock with like five seconds or less in your brain is going five, four, three, two, one. In real life, it feels like it's going five, four, and, and, it's so tempting to shoot it too early. It's so tempting. I mean, that's why the guy jumped on the pump fake, because he's thinking there's no way he's going to pump fake. There's no time on the clock. Then he goes under, little scoop, has the wherewithal to to get it up quickly. Uh, it, it, it was a great play. And it, and it allowed 
NC State to win a gosh darn ugly game. <laughs> yeah. Just a a real hideous one. Only a mother could love. <laughs> like, it was a hideous game. But NC State won, so it's like, all right, you know, it wasn't that bad. Not many players on NC State played well. Nobody really scored well. Here's Kevin Keats, the coach, on winning without their top guys playing well. And, of course, DJ Burns. DJ Burns didn't play well. DJ Horn didn't play well. They didn't have Jake Taylor or Casey Marcel played well. Um, when, it, when the score was tied, I wanted to get him the basketball. I knew that he would deliver for us, and I thought he did a great job. Uh, give him credit. He wasn't playing well, sit on the bench. I thought Mo and, and both Ben did a tremendous job chipping away, keeping us in the game, and he made a great play. He didn't play well, and 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 we won the game. And you won the game. There is art in winning ugly. There is skill in winning hideous. NC State shot 28.8% from the field. They shot 17.6% from three. Bruh. And they won the game. You don't give any wins back. They probably wanted to, to give this one back a couple times. Like, hey, you know, let's just... You know, if you're playing a video game, you take, you unplug it, you plug it back in, you, you don't save it, you start over. But they won. Here's more from Keats on finding a way to win a game when both teams, I mean, he says in the 50s, it's in the lower 50s. We got into our press, and, and I, it was about 7.45 left in the game. I think we were down 11. I talked about, hey, let's just cut this thing at the four minutes. It just happened to be two minutes left in the game by the time we got to the four-minute timeout. Um, you know, we just found a way. We did not play well. Um, you know, we couldn't score the basketball. I think a lot of it probably had, uh, you know, because we were just playing our first game back. Um, but we found a way to win the game in the 50s, and you know that doesn't happen for us. And you know that doesn't happen for us. Well, maybe you're different, Keats. Maybe this year it does happen for you. It is, it is the mark of good teams that you can win in a bunch of different ways. Now, I wouldn't bank on being able to do this often. I wouldn't go into games saying like, hey, if we, if we shoot less than 30%, if our, if our leading scorers can't buy a bucket at all, if they can't hit the, the ocean from a boat, that's how we like to play. I wouldn't go that far. But I do think there is confidence in this game. Right? In the past, let's call it, let's call a spade a spade, right? In the past, if state shows up and they're not shooting well, it's a loss. And then the more and more that happens, the more and more inclined a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old, a newcomer to the team, the more and more inclined they are to say, and eh, not our night. Oh well. But you win a couple of these, suddenly everyone's engaged, everyone's locked in all the way to the end, regardless of how you're playing, because you can win ugly. Now now go win a shootout, right? Now win 102-99. Now go do that, and then you can be confident in every single type of game. We talked, it's the exact opposite of what I was worried about with State earlier in the year. Their back-to-back losses to BYU and Ole Miss were wildly different. One was low scoring, bad shooting. One was high scoring, lost in a shootout. And I went, uh-oh. If you can lose every kind of game, 
That's that means every loss is on the table, right? That means every game is a potential loss. But the same is true the other way. If you win 54-52, then you win scoring in the 80s, a win is always on the table, no matter how the other team wants to play. It's the equivalent of a football team with, uh, you know, a great passing game, a great running game, and a solid defense. You look at the other team go, all right, you want to, you want to mash this into the ground? You want to play it in the mud and you want it to be uh, ball control? We'll hand it off to our running back. We'll play field position. Yeah. You want to go out there and start slinging it around and pushing it downfield? We'll open our quarterback up and see what see what happens. We'll beat you at what you do best. If you can do that, it's very empowering for a college basketball team going into conference play. And make no mistake about it, if we just boil it down to the simplicity, winning your first game when you really hit the meat of your ACC schedule, just winning the game is a big move. right? If we take away all the how did it happen, you won the game. That matters. You beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not bad. And at times they look bad last night. Well, yes. But you're not one to speak because you were right there with them. Actually, you were behind them for most of the game. So, hey, keep that to yourself. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. We had news breaking earlier today that Noah Rogers, former top 40 recruit in the country, uh, eighth wide receiver in his recruiting class, in the 2023 recruiting class, so the freshman that just finished their freshman season, He was, depending on where you're looking, the number one or number two recruit out of the state of North Carolina. He went to what has been recently wide receiver U, Ohio State, right? Probably thought he was going to be the next Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Terry McLaurin, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, I mean, on and on and on and on. After a year, he decided he wanted to hit the portal. He's committed to NC State as of like 45 minutes ago. Confident in everything that the portal and that the, the the graduation rates have been doing to the NC State offense because it's been doing nothing but helping. They got one of the best quarterbacks out of the portal. They got two of the best wide receivers out of the portal. If Jordan Waters sticks around, although I, there are rumblings online that he is going to take a visit to Texas A&M, which would have me very nervous. But for right now, he is still committed to NC State. And on top of that, Noah Rogers. Oh, and I forgot to mention the number one tight end out of the portal also, Justin Jolie from uh, uh, UConn. So I'm looking at the offense going confident, confident, confident. Looking at the defense, not as good. NC State football had their first bad stretch of the offseason, I would say, two days ago to yesterday. Today you're back on the good with, with Noah Rogers. But you had two days of bad. Aiden White, your two-time All-ACC all corner, hit the transfer portal, and Shy Battle, his running mate at the other corner, who was probably as good, if not a little better this year, uh, declared for the draft. And then on top of that, Peyton Wilson expired his eligibility. He's going pro. That is not an easy thing to deal with. I looked up some of the uh, 
there's no like official depth charts in the middle of the offseason, but I looked up some of the the uh, depth chart depth chart, not depth tart, depth Those chart. Two. A depth tart actually sounds kind of tasty. Something like a pop tart but deeper, like a like a Chicago style. You know what I'm talking about? Like pizza is to Chicago style pizza is to like a normal tart to a depth tart. Might not be might be onto something there. So pie. Okay. For for next year's Pop Tarts Pop Tarts bowl, I want them to introduce the depth tart. Um going back to what I was saying though, I was on some of the depth chart websites where they try to track who's where at every school. Um Rente Hinton is now at the top of the cornerback depth chart for NC State. If you're going, who is that? I had a similar uh, reaction, so I looked him up. He has three total tackles in his career, one of them solo. And that shows where the rest of the depth is because he was at the top of the depth chart. So, you know, if you're starting there, it's not. This is an old school test of a college football program, the turnover. And I don't mean turnovers like interceptions and fumbles. I mean roster turnover. For as long as college football has been a thing, you're battling turnover. It's the thing with eligibility, right? You can't have your moment like um, uh, Bruce Arians had at the the parade after the Bucs won the Super Bowl, where every player that was on an expiring contract, he drunkenly stumbled up to the microphone and went, he's not leaving. We're bringing him back. You can't do that in college because – Right, every four or five years, eligibility is exhausted. Or I guess with the COVID year, every I don't know, thirty years, eligibility is exhausted. Seems like they're they're around much longer, but uh, but like Peyton Wilson can't come back. A test of a college football program is when your guys leave. How well can you reload? Shy battle going pro, that's a good problem. You want your guys to be able to go pro and leave eligibility on the table and have the NFL want them. Your challenge is to do it again and again and again and again. It's that that moment at the end of uh, – or not at the end of, in, in the beginning of the movie Moneyball, right? Brad Pitt's character is talking to his ex-wife's new husband, and they're like, wow, what a season, what a great season. And he's like, yeah, that season ended like two days ago. I'm, I'm already on to the next. What are you talking about? Damon gone, Jambi gone, Isringhausen gone. Like I'm, I can't rest on that. This is an old school test of a college football program, but I will say, you can have a new school solution. If you don't think your depth at corner is good, you know where you can go. Just outscore everybody. <laughs> you could do that. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> you could just go. Noah Rogers, come here. We're gonna need two extra touchdowns a game because yeah. our our corners are gonna be biting on some stuff because they're inexperienced. Or you could say, Noah Rogers. Anybody else at Ohio State seem uh, unhappy on the defensive side of the football? Mm-hmm. Alabama just had nine guys enter the portal. Yeah. Maybe maybe a Michigan corner is out there going, I don't want to be a nickel. I want to be on the outside by myself. I'm getting out. Like, there are options to make your roster better immediately if you see a hole in your roster. Got any buddies that want to play right away? Got any? Yeah, exactly. Any, any Anyone at practice that was really good but not getting out there on the field on game day? Could you text them for us? I don't think that's illegal. Just having a player to player, he can talk to his old teammates all he wants, right? It's like, 
Hey, just uh, if you ever keep in contact with any of your old teammates, just let them know how much fun you're having. Could you start a group chat entitled Disgruntled Ohio State Potential Transfer Targets? Yes. We could use a couple. I mentioned it, Jordan Waters. I kind of breezed through it, but I do want to touch on it a little bit more. Uh, the the online message portals. Uh, Jordan Waters, who was the, a Duke star running back and committed to NC State prior to their bowl game, is reportedly taking a visit to Texas A&M, which should scare you a bit if you're NC State. Now, I, what I will say is this. There are other running backs, particularly one from Oklahoma, that is still being linked to NC State as a transfer destination. So I don't necessarily blame Jordan Waters, right? If I'm going somewhere thinking I'm going to be the bell cow and you're continuing to recruit other guys that obviously would come in with a similar expectation, I'm going to continue searching also, right? That's That seems only fair. But don't forget who's Texas A&M's coach, right? That's Mike Elko. That's Jordan Waters' former coach at Duke. So it's not like taking a visit is, hey, I want to go learn about their program. Hey, I want to go see how that coach does things. He already knows all that. Taking the visit would scare me if I were NC State. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com.